so crucial for us, but also next weekend uh, we'll be looking and focusing, of course, on the birth of Jesus and the miracle of God's birth and believing that God's going to use this message next weekend. Uh, I've, I've been ramping up for it already this week and getting prepared ahead uh, for what I'm going to say and share next week and looking forward to it. So be doing all you can to invite someone to be here next weekend. We have three opportunities for Christmas Eve services. Saturday night, Christmas Eve Eve, Saturday evening at 5 o'clock, and then next Sunday at 9 and 11. And so if you know someone whose particular work schedule or their travel schedule or whatever uh, interferes with one of those services, hopefully uh, one of those they can't attend. And I know uh, we were out yesterday and we're eating at a restaurant here locally that we like to go to probably more often than others. And uh, we actually ask for a particular server uh, at this restaurant so that we'll be seated in their section. And so in talking yesterday about next weekend and Christmas and Christmas Eve and all, uh, I gave her a card for the church of the service schedule and uh, invited her to be here. And so praying that she'll be in one of our services next weekend. So uh, likewise, I don't know who you need to invite this week, who you've already invited, but uh, be sure this week to be sensitive to those around you because you could change someone's life literally this week. That's how powerful it is. Uh, what, what we're going to share about Jesus next week and the great gift of God to us through Jesus could actually change someone's life forever. And it just doesn't get any better than that, right? doesn't get any better than that. So uh, get busy and take a bunch of cards with you today and hand them all out. They won't be worth anything after next week. And so be sure and hand them all out uh, to friends, family, strangers, and strange people even, and whatever, uh, over this next week. Today we're still focused on miracles and uh, God's miracle for us, but let me ask a question as we get started today. How many of you would say that you just love to wait? Just love waiting. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Uh, I do not enjoy waiting. If you've been around here very long at all, uh, you know from stories I've shared personally that, that I'm not a big person on lines, waiting in lines, and uh, you know, uh, when the light turns green, as green as it can turn, it cannot get any greener than what it is right now. You know what I'm saying? It is green as grass, and we are not moving. <laughs> you know, you're behind somebody, and I don't know what's going on, but I want to figure it out and help them to move on their way. You with me on that? So uh, we wait for things in life, but much of what we wait on, really, when you get down to it, it's trivial. You know, I mean, whether or not I get there 15 seconds earlier... Or I have to wait two minutes longer or whatever. That's really not that big of a deal. But 
there are some pretty big deals that we wait for. There's some things that maybe we are praying for, seeking God for, trusting, believing that that God will hear and heaven will move on our behalf and something will happen. Perhaps a miracle will take place and And sometimes those things are so significant in our lives and they're way bigger than just waiting in a line and we're longing for it to happen. Maybe it's a job because we're in between jobs and it's like, you know, will the phone ever ring? Will someone please call me back? Or perhaps uh, it's moving on in relationships and and you're single and you think, you know, there's got to be somebody out there for me, you know. Who is it? And, and you're ready to shed your singleness, you know, and, and, and get with someone else. And then there are those who are married. And you're perhaps praying for a better day in your marriage. Perhaps it's a tough time right now. And uh, it's difficult. And, and through that time of waiting... It can be excruciating, right? It can be painful to wait and, and to just wait for something to happen. I think of couples who are waiting month to month for a child, you know, and every month they get a reminder that it's not going to happen this month. And so that waiting period just extends and keeps going. And, and I was reading recently John Ortberg's writing, and he gave a quote, and they're going to pull it up on the screen for us so that we can see it, uh, from Lewis Smedes. Here's what it says. Waiting is our destiny. As creatures who cannot by themselves bring about what they hope for. Isn't that true? There, there's things, you, you, if you could bring it about, you would. But you can't. And we wait in the darkness for a flame we cannot light. We wait in fear for a happy ending that we cannot write. We wait for a not yet that feels like a not ever. You know, I I think that we can be in that position where maybe someone here today, you feel like, you know, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever really going to get better? Is it ever going to improve? Is it ever going to change? And, and there's something within us that we wonder, am I waiting in vain? You know, am I waiting on something that's just simply never going to happen? But I want you to know that if you are waiting on God, you are never waiting in vain. You're never waiting in vain. Because God always has a purpose, God always has a plan, God always has a destination in mind, God is always, always, always at work. The Bible teaches He's always at work. Now you may not see Him at work, you may not see His hand, you may not see what He's doing, but He's doing, He's working He's moving. He's doing some things even if you see no evidence of it right now. God is at work. And what God is working on right now, listen to this. 
What God's working on right now in you is just as important as what you're believing God for. As a matter of fact, I would go so far as to say it may be more important what God's doing in you than what you're believing God for. And and so God right now wants to do something in your heart, in my heart, in our lives. And this series is about miracles. We're praying uh, about things. I I started this series off saying, let's believe God for two things. One is a miracle in your life. What What do you want God to do? What do you feel like you need God to do? What do do you want him to do in your life? And we pray over that every day for God to, to accomplish that. But then also, how could God work through you to someone else to be a miracle in their life? And you know, one of the ways that God could do that is this week when you invite someone to to Christmas Eve services, when you hand them that reminder card, that card that tells them where to go for Crossroads Church and what service times so that they will show up and they'll be here. And perhaps you've already prayed over that card before you took it out of your wallet and you prayed that whoever you handed it to, that they would be receptive to the invitation and that they would come and that they would give their hearts and lives over to God. And so this week, perhaps, a miracle will happen through your life as you invite that person, that that barista, that that, uh, server, uh, that person that maybe is a a co-worker, perhaps a neighbor, perhaps a, a fellow family member. And then in the meantime, also, as Kyle mentioned, we've got our miracle offering going on till the end of the year, and, and, and we can all participate in that. We could all give above and beyond what we would normally do to see God do a miracle on this campus, uh, some things that we want to see God do here on this campus, and, and things that we need to construct and, and move forward in, but also to see us reach the next summer down to Peru and help a church to be built in a community where the church is growing and, and they need help to build a building big enough to hold the crowd of what's coming. And, and so we want to be a part of that, and we can. We also want to extend our love greater and greater to Hickory Elementary and to other community partners in this new year. And one of the ways that we can do that is by being a life builder. And of course, that form's been in your bulletin for the last several weeks. And, and a part of that is saying, hey, in this new year, what could I do extra each week? Maybe give up one coffee, one $5 coffee or whatever each week uh, to be able. And it's so easy for us to, you know, either go to the movies and spend, you know, $50 on popcorn or whatever uh, it is, and, 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 you know, just do things in our lives, but, but to reach people for Christ is what's most important, right? Because that's what we're going to take to heaven with us. And so we want to see more happen in this new year, and those are ways that we can participate, that we can be a part, not just what God's going to do for us, but what God's going to do through us. But while we're waiting on a miracle, we posture ourselves for the miracle to happen because often in the waiting, it gets tough, doesn't it? Because sometimes it's not hours. Sometimes it's not days. It's not even weeks. 
We're talking months and years that you can be waiting. I mean, you may be waiting on a a family member to come back to God. And maybe they once walked with God or they knew God, it seemed like, in their life. But somehow they walked away from it. And now it seems like every year they get further from God. They're not getting closer. They're, They're not drawing closer to Him. It seems like they're getting further from Him. Or perhaps you're waiting on a healing to take place. But in the meantime, it seems like you're getting worse, not better. Or perhaps you're waiting on that promotion. And yet it seems like, yeah, once again, I got passed by. Once again, they they went to somebody else. And, And so in that waiting period, here's what I want you to know. And I want you to get this today. Is God maybe is getting you ready for the miracle. See, when single people say, oh, you know, I want God to bring that special someone into my life. My question is, are you the person, the person you're looking for is looking for? Because if you're not the person, the person you're looking for is looking for, he doesn't need to bring them in your life. You jack it up right now, right? You mess it up. So, so he needs to keep them out here until you can get ready, until you're prepared for the miracle that God wants to do in your life. And so there's a story in the Bible, in the Christmas story. And, and once again, next week we'll, we'll focus on Jesus and his birth and the miracle that he is and, and we'll talk about that and, and miracles that he comes to bring just in who he is in our lives. But today... I want to look at another person that's surrounding the Christmas story. In Luke chapter 2, we find the Christmas story. Luke writes about the Christmas story. Maybe you've never read the Bible, but maybe you've watched Charlie Brown Christmas special. Okay, so if you have, you've heard some of this story because uh, in the Charlie Brown Christmas story, it it talks about Luke chapter 2. And and so today we're going to focus on a few days after the birth of Jesus because there's a significant person. Last week we talked about one of these people. It was Simeon, if you were here last week or if you listened to the podcast Simeon was waiting for God, waiting for God to bring forth the Messiah. And then when he came, Simeon's all over it. He's like, this is him. This is it. This is, this is the one. And Mary and Joseph are like, you know, their mouths are open. And he's just prophesying how that this child will change the world, which he did. But another person was there, and her name was Anna. And Anna is a prophet. And and she's been waiting a long, long, long time for God to come through. And we're going to see this in this passage in Luke chapter 2 and verse 36. And if you don't have a Bible, uh, we'll have it up on the screen. Here's what it says. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple with Simeon. And she was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. 
And look at this. She never left the temple but stayed there day and night. What? Worshiping God with fasting and prayer. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that incredible? There's just something about this lady that, that she's just, you know, no matter what has come to her, no matter what's happened, and I mean, she's gone through significant hardship. Would you agree? I mean, I mean, seven years of marriage. I mean, they're just getting started. And, and I'm sure they were dreaming about their future and dreaming about the years ahead, the decades ahead that they're going to have together. And he's taken from her. We don't know how, but for somehow her husband's taken from her. And, and after just seven years. Now, a lot of people could get upset with God. A lot of people could shake their fist at God and, and say, why? Why me? Why us? Why would you do this? But Anna's not one of those people. You know, I just am attracted to people who don't look at what life's taken from them, but they look at what they have left over. Are you drawn to those kind of people? You know, the kind of people that just say, well, yeah, I've been through some stuff and some struggles and whatever, but you know, I'm still trusting God. I'm still believing God. I'm still hoping. I'm still believing. And here she is at 84. Are you kidding me? 84 years of age, and she's still trusting and believing God to do something in her life. And God shows up. And her story helps us to do two things. Here's the first thing that you can write down if you're taking notes. Is we need to welcome our waiting training. right? Our wait training. Our weight training. Now, I don't know if you've ever done any weight training. Anybody ever done any weight training? Some of you are like, yeah, I tried that once and it hurt, you know? <laughs> and, and it does, you know? If you've done any kind of weight training at all, you know that it hurts. You know, and if it doesn't hurt now, trust me, it'll hurt later, right? Like tomorrow when you try to get out of bed. And, and, and muscles you didn't even know you had are sore. And, and what they say is happening when, when you're working out like that, when you're using weights, is actually you're, you're tearing down your muscles. That's what's happening. So some of you are like, see, that's why I don't go. You know, see, right there. It's tearing me up, you know. So I'm not, I'm not going to, I have a choice. I don't have to do that. And so what happens is, is scientifically speaking, your muscles are being torn down. There's a, there's a ripping, there's a tearing. And so as that happens, then what happens next as you rest them and as you take in protein and, and, and eat and all, all of that begins to regenerate into your muscles so that they build up and get stronger than they were before. And so the more you do that, the bigger, the better, the stronger you're able to perform than what you were able to before. And so the same thing happens spiritually when you're in weight training. 
When you're waiting on God, and it seems like, is God ever going to come through? Is this miracle ever going to happen? Maybe it's not going to happen. And and you're tempted to give up and give in because it just gets so sore. You get sore. I've been praying for days. I've been praying for weeks. I've been praying for years. And, and, you know, it just seems like it's fruitless. It just doesn't seem like anything's happening. But something's happening. What's happening that you can't see? is the spiritual muscle of your life is being torn down so that it can get stronger and stronger. Come on, somebody, and better and better. And then what used to bother you doesn't bother you anymore. See, what used to, what used to hurt you doesn't hurt you anymore. Because the devil used to come around and say, hey, I remember 20 years ago. I remember 20 months ago what you did, and you're not so great. You're not a great Christian, and you're not this, and you're not that. And one day you wake up and decide, you know what? I'm about done with that. I'm about done with 20 months ago and 20 years ago and whatever because my past has been redeemed and forgiven and washed away. And guess what, devil? I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And you're not going to beat me over the head with that anymore. Guess what? I'm beating you over the head with it. I'm redeemed. How many are redeemed here today? See, it's not just about the destination. So often when we're believing for a miracle, it's all about the miracle. It's all about what God's going to do for us. But it's about the journey in our lives, the process. Because how many of you know your character gets developed along the way? Right? Your character gets developed. Your nature begins to change. Your mind begins to get reset, and all of a sudden, you're not the negative person you were before. All of a sudden, you're starting to think the thoughts of God, and you start to think about Isaiah, where Isaiah said in Isaiah 40, verse 31, he says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Teach us, Lord, to wait, right? Because they that wait, hey, guess what? I'm getting my wings today. How about you? I'm getting ready to soar to new heights. And I'm not just talking a bunch of jive up here. And jive's like a term from the 70s, you know? We used that with our daughter the other day. And she's like, what? What? What, what, what was that? And we're like, uh, never mind. <laughs> You know, we used to say that. But anyway, we're not talking, I'm not talking a bunch of trash or a bunch of hot air or anything like that. What I'm talking about is true. Those that wait on the Lord, those that go through weight training with God, they will mount up with wings like eagles. They'll soar above the things that used to bother them, what used to tear them up, no longer tears them up. What used to drag them down, no longer drags them down. Now they are more than a conqueror through Him who loves us. You see, what God is doing in you is maybe more important than what you're believing God for. 
The miracle is not just for personal pleasure. It's about the climb, right? It's about the climb. I feel the spirit of Miley Cyrus or something there, you know. Ooh. All right, shake it off. That's another spirit too, isn't it? Uh, anyway, we better move on. Hey, how many of you, let me ask, how many of you have ever been to Hawaii? Anybody? Oh, man, good night. Okay, quite a few. Uh, I, I, my wife and I were blessed to get to go to Hawaii one time. She uh, worked for the Hyatt Regency Hotel's corporate office in Chicago when we used to live up by Chicago. And uh, so as a result, we could stay in any Hyatt in the world free. And then in addition to that, they did a Christmas draw, and she won the two free airfare tickets that they were giving away. And so we could fly free, stay free, baby, we're going to Hawaii, right? Oh, yeah. Haven't been there since, but uh, we, we went. And it, it, it was awesome. Of course, the weather's perfect every day. I don't know how you get used to that. But uh, I'd like to try, maybe. But uh, it, it's awesome. But we were on Maui, and everybody said, well, you got to do the road to Hana. And the road to Hana is, is this 50-mile or so, just over 50-mile journey uh, in Maui that winds around the edge of the island and I mean winding around the edge because listen to some of these stats there are 617 curves many that barely fit one car and you don't know what's coming around the other side and some of those curves there's no guardrail and it's straight down and there are people who have died uh, on that road and so, but it's beautiful, it's breathtaking, and it's awesome. There are 59 bridges that you have to cross, and many of those are one-lane bridges, so you have to wait and see who can go first. And so you're making this journey out there, but they say that, you know, some of the most awesome waterfalls are along the way. And, and that's, that's what you stop and you see, and, and, and we took some pictures of these awesome waterfalls that were coming down off of the mountains of Maui there, and, and it was so breathtaking, so beautiful, and, and then we got eventually, finally, going about 25 or less miles per hour, uh, takes, you know, about the whole day time uh, to get there, uh, we get to Hana, and it's like, are you kidding me? It's nothing. Hana is, I, I don't want to be insulting, but it's, it's nothing, all right? It's just, it, it's like, really? You know, I just went through all of that. But it was the journey that was awesome. You know, of course, you can go on to the seven pools, and those are beautiful and different things out there. But, but, but Hana itself wasn't, wasn't really all that much. But, but the journey was what was special. The journey to get there was, was amazing, 
And, and it's the same thing in our lives spiritually. Don't miss the beauty of the journey that God has you on right now. I know it can get tough. I know there are curves where you don't know what's going to come around the corner. I know there are times when it seems like it's one lane. And I know it seems like you're going slow. And it seems like we're never going to get there. But I'm telling you, part of the joy is in the journey as God leads God and directs you. There's beauty along the way. There's some things you don't want to miss as God takes you along. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says that God will continue his work in you and carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Isn't that an awesome promise? In other words, God's not done with you yet. Turn to the person next to you. Say, God's not done with you yet. He's not done with you yet. He's not. God's not done with you yet. He will continue his work. I know it seems long. I know it's curvy. I know there are bridges. I know that it seems dangerous at times and it just gets hard and it gets tough, but God is with you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? And he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's not done with you yet. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I do know God is at work. Not only do you want to be involved in your weight training, but we want to live with anticipation. I mean, Anna lived with anticipation. She had great expectation at 84 years of age after all these decades, after all this waiting, she still has expectation. Let's pick it up in the story in Luke chapter 2. Here's what it says. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting, how? Expectantly. They've been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. They were waiting in great expectation. Anna was waiting for something bigger than herself. And let me tell you something, folks. If you don't have a dream that's bigger than you, it's not a God dream. You need a dream that's beyond a house or a car or something you could buy or you could purchase or you could win a lottery or whatever. Hopefully you're not playing that. But anyway, uh, you could could do those kinds of things and, and, and you could maybe succeed at work and get a huge promotion. If you do win the lottery, by the way, be sure and tithe. All right? Just saying. Had to throw that in there. But, but as you're going along in life and, and it gets tough and, and there's trials and different things, you could bring about some stuff. But what are you believing for? Let me ask you today. What are you believing for that only God could do? What are you trusting for that only God could do? Because this thing was so big it kept her alive all these years. She was believing that Messiah will come. We'll talk more about him next weekend. But Messiah will come. 
the Savior of all mankind, our Redeemer, the one who will take away our past and give us a new beginning. And guess what? Finally, one day, we just read it, he showed up. She got to see him. Now, I believe if you had asked Anna after that day, so Anna, what was it like? I think she would have said, you know, it took longer than I thought. I didn't think I'd be 84, but it was sweeter than I imagined. And you see, when God shows up, it's better than you could imagine. How many Cubs fans in the house today? 108 years of waiting, right? I mean, it's like, seriously, it's, it's never going to happen. It's always next year, next year, next year. But it did happen, right? I mean, a miracle took place in 2016. But I'm, I'm not a Cubs fan, but I remember 2007. I remember 2007, and I remember the Colts, you know, in the playoffs. And, and those no-good patriots were, were playing us again, and, and it was like we were down and, 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 and having to mount the largest comeback ever in playoff history. Are you kidding me? And I am going crazy in my house, you know what I'm saying? I'm like wearing a spot in a carpet, and, and I am just like, no, I'm yelling at my TV and everything, and, and on, and, 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 and the game's not turning. And then finally, it starts turning around, and I remember when Peyton came back and threw this pass, guided by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hey, you got your story and your version. I got mine, all right? And it goes perfectly. And, 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 and the Colts are ahead, but there's like a minute to go. And these are the Patriots. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm dying because it's like, seriously, we gave them a whole minute. They go the whole length of the field in a minute. You know, this will take forever. They'll, they'll go out of bounds. They'll get all the way down there. We're going to wind up losing this thing in the last second. No, this can't be. And God said it can't be. You know? I said I've got my version, all right? And so, sure enough, my friend Tom Brady. We're not really friends, but... We probably would be if we could know each other, but, but he threw an interception, and it ended the game right there. And the Colts, of course, went on to win the Super Bowl. But it seemed like it was never going to happen. But when it did, it was sweeter than you could imagine, right? And so the same thing in our spiritual journey, you know, it's kind of like what they say, I've never been pregnant, you know, but uh, thank God, but, but I've heard that when ladies give birth and that baby is there, that the pain of the whole experience begins to get pushed back because the miracle 
There's a witness, all right, if I got at least one. The miracle is in your hands, right? The miracle has arrived. And let me tell you something. You may be waiting on your healing. You may be waiting on, on, on that person to come into your life that you've been waiting for for so long until you think, are they, do they even exist? Are they even alive today? You may be waiting on your marriage to turn around. You may be waiting on a financial turnaround. You may be waiting to get out of debt. You may be waiting on something that's so horrific in your life to turn around and the pain is so intense, but I'm telling Telling you, once you get there, once it arrives, it'll be sweeter than you could ever imagine. When God finally shows up, all the waiting will be worth it because God right now is getting you ready for your miracle. I said, He's getting you ready for your miracle. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. But what I do know is when the enemy whispers in your ear and tells you God doesn't care about you anymore. God has abandoned you. He's left you. See all these other people, they're getting things and, and they don't even serve God. What, what's up with that? And when he's speaking those kinds of things in your mind, I want you to know that the devil was a liar, is a liar, always will be a liar. He's a father of lies because God said I will never leave you or forsake you I will go with you always even to the end of this world and our God is with us he is with us in the fire he's with you in the storm he's with you in the difficulty and when you're waiting you are not waiting in vain because one day could be today could be tomorrow could be a long time from now I don't know when it's going to happen but what I do know is is any day God can break through and when he does it'll be worth it in your life it'll be worth it it'll be worth it let's pray father we thank you today that you desire to do a miracle in each and every one of us and God while we think about waiting there's some of us you're waiting for you're waiting on us to come to you and God there may be one there may be two or like the first service there may be three or even more that you're waiting on them to come back to you to come to you and to allow you to give them a new start today while every head's bowed and every eye's closed and we're just in an attitude of prayer, you may be here this morning and you'd say, Craig, I want to be better at waiting. I, 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 sometimes I get frustrated. Sometimes I get impatient and, and I don't want to distrust God and I, I don't want to give up on my miracle. I don't want to give up too soon. I want to be a person of great anticipation like Anna. Oh, what an example that at 84, she was still trusting, believing, standing on faith, and she got to see the miracle happen. And so I want God to know today that I want to be like an Anna. I want to be like that lady who stood there and kept believing, kept 
trusting. I believe one day my miracle will happen. How many are like me? You'll raise your hand and say, oh yes, I want to trust God every day of my life. I want to see the miracle happen. Yes, hands all over this room. Father in heaven, you know some people have been waiting a long time. And it's not easy. I'm not making light of how it can be. And I know it can be difficult. And then especially when the enemy is just right there all the time trying to drag us down. But God, there is a voice that you want us to hear today that is a greater voice than any other voice. And it is your voice. And it is a voice of victory that we can have in our lives. And God, I pray for strength, for power. I pray, God, that those things that try to weight us down will only build us up until we are stronger and stronger every day. And what used to cause us pain will start to be our process of victory as we move forward in you. And God, we're believing that in Jesus' name. While heads are still bowed and eyes are closed, you may be the person here today that God's waiting on. First Peter says that God is not slow concerning his promise. He's not slow. But what he is Peter says is he's patient and he's waiting, waiting for you, waiting for someone to come to him. And so he goes through the universe waiting, waiting, keeping things moving, keeping things in play so that today you could have an opportunity that today could be your day. And there may be a voice in your head that says, no, it's not, but I'm telling you that's the wrong voice. There's another voice that says, yes, it is. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Now is your moment. And God is speaking through me, maybe to one, two, three. I don't know how many people here today that God's waiting for, but I know that it's worth the wait to God when you cross the line and you come to him and he makes you new in him here today. So if that's you and you need a new start with God, you need to give your life to God this morning, will you just raise your hand and say, yes, that is me. That's, uh, yes, yes. I see those hands. Yes, back here. God bless you. Back there. God bless you. How many others over here? God bless you. All right, several hands around the room over here. God bless you, young man. Anybody else? All right, right now we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And I want everybody just to pray this prayer. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross to pay for my sin. I know I've sinned, but I want to start over. So please wash away my past. Give me a new beginning. As much as I know how, I surrender my life today. Thank you for accepting me as a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody. Get excited right now. It's awesome. So awesome. Listen, we want to help you to grow in the new year. I hope you've got a plan for growth in the new year. You know, a lot of us get...